Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today I am joined by my business partner, good friend and branding expert, Kirk Lowe. And today what we're going to be talking about is the eight content marketing trends for 2020. Now, Kirk, you are an avid reader of lots of great publications. And and the podcast today is actually from an article that you recently read, right? Absolutely. The article is by CoreDNA. So that's CoreDNA.com. And um, the link to it is we'll put it in the show notes yeah yeah link to it is coredna.com forward slash blogs forward slash content dash marketing dash trends all right do you mind if i ask you before we really jump into these eight marketing trends um how did you find this i mean do these somebody is this an organization that you follow no just i just do search when i'm interested in learning more like most people okay so you googled it yeah there's too many people i like to follow Feed would be huge. Yeah, I like to follow a lot of you guys, right? A lot of the listeners, a lot of people I'm connected to on LinkedIn. There's lots of wonderful stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, but when I have ideas or thoughts on information I need, I or want to learn more about or see what other people are saying, which is really important. Um, I just go to my friend Google, which is interesting because Google comes up a lot here. It does. Oh, in yeah. the in the marketing trends. Absolutely. All right. So this is, uh, these are the eight marketing trends. So you're being a little prophetic here, uh, which I'm a huge fan of. Where do you want to start? So I'm, I'm going to list each of the trends and to keep this really coordinated, I'll try to give some ideas on how you can solve these and some tips after I've described each of the trends. Okay. okay so hopefully that's a good way for everybody to follow along. But the first trend is, is the, this idea of results focused content. So um, if you want to figure out what you're going to talk about or how you're going to talk about something, focus, you know, understand that your audience wants solutions, not just a list of problems. Mm. Okay. So um, we've just presented a problem for advisors or an opportunity, if you will, which is when you're writing, how do you answer things and, and and as a financial advisor you're probably thinking well geez how do i how do i i'm not allowed to provide advice right. well you you are allowed to provide advice you're just not allowed to pro- provide specific advice but you can set up an op- a, a, a situation or a circumstance and say here's what you could do in this circumstance right um but, you know you don't want to make promises things like that but you can certainly set up a situation and resolve it. So understanding your audience, what they want, and not just talking about problems. So how do you solve it? So in this case, you're trying to be as valuable as you can be. And we did uh, 14 rules to live by in this business and marketing um, probably a year ago, and that was one of the rules, be valuable. So you want to make sure you're trying to do that. So how do you do that if you're a financial advisor? Like I just said, you tee up. Um, circumstances and opportunities to give people ideas on how they can solve that, what they might be looking for as far as a strategy or solution, what types of products or strategies, things like that. And um, you don't always have to be talking about financial planning either. 
uh, in your content. Right? No. You can talk about other things that are important in their life, and you can give them solutions in those areas too. Because if, as financial advisors, the only thing that, that you do or offer as wisdom um, isn't just financial planning piece. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. life decisions and, hey, you know, you're, you seem so worried about your, you know, your return on, on investment, um, but what do you, what's your return on life? Right. You're, you're too worried about your investments. You know, you're, you're really going for it all the time, but you seem stressed out and you're not spending time with grandkids or your kids or whatever, or, you know, golfing, you don't golf anymore or go away because you're just worried about your retirement. So how do we, how do we fix this so you can go live a better life? So there's a lot of wisdom that advisors have learned over the years that they can apply and just make sure you're giving that wisdom as a, as a results-based opportunity for somebody or, or an outcome or a solution versus just teeing up problems and problems and problems because people are tired of that. Sure. So that was the first one. I kind of stumbled through that, but I'll get warmed up here. <laughs> so the second one is uh, video and live stream uh, take center stage. So I've applied for LinkedIn live stream. So have I. Haven't been granted it yet. Me either. Um, which leaves me like a dog running away from this conversation with his tail between his legs. But um, hopefully they say yes uh, sooner than later. And in in the case of LinkedIn, they're looking for people who are really you know creating a lot of engagement on their platform. So we just got to keep getting better at that and earn it. Just like uh, just like everybody wants to earn a referral, so we got to earn it with with uh, LinkedIn. But you can also do uh, live streaming through Facebook and other um, other apps, I assume. Yeah, hold on. Uh, I, I want to touch on that real quick because uh, as well. uh, yeah. because I, I contacted LinkedIn, uh, you know, with that 1-800 number that they answer the phone. And uh, actually, I was, I was chatting with them back and forth uh, through their chat app. And I had asked, OK, so how would do I get approved for LinkedIn live stream. And, and one thing that we have not done uh, that that we need to do and that advisors and our listeners need to do is they need to start shooting video because LinkedIn wants you to be a known commodity. Now, the nice thing about Facebook or YouTube live streaming is uh, you, it's, it's literally a click of a button instead of having to be approved. And there, there's obviously benefits to that and drawbacks. But Facebook live stream, I have an old, old, uh, old client of mine who's a friend of mine who lives out in Oregon, and Kirk he live streams his radio show, and he gets a couple hundred people consistently uh, watching the live stream, and he does funny things with them, uh, you know, to to make sure that he they know that he's paying attention, and they can message him during the show. Anyway, the the video and live stream is super duper important. Uh, we actually have some really good strategic partners who help with video idea to canter is a great, great, great company. Uh, If you want to try to start doing video, they're a wonderful place to not only learn from, but to start. Okay, so the next one is something about Google. So user search, user and search intent drives content creation. So you need to, this is where advisors benefit from having a niche audience, niche expertise, niche audience, and really getting to understand their ideal prospect. And so what you want to know here is you want to know what people, what the questions are that they want to have answered. And the more you know about them, the better you can understand how to create content. But if you do everything for everybody, you can imagine that's exactly, you're going to look like a commodity. You're going to look like you help everybody. You don't specialize with anybody. And uh, for the most part in the world that we live in, people want to know that you get them 
their specific circumstances. And some people may feel that they're so generic that it doesn't matter, but I think a lot of people feel like they've got special uh, planning needs, complicated financial plan sure. um, opportunities, uh, income, equity, assets, all kinds of things. And those are typically the ones that most advisors want to work with because they're you know, typically a lot more profitable uh, for the amount of time you spend with them. Yeah. So you need to really understand them. And when you, so the thing to do here is to make sure that in 2020 that you have a clear idea of who your audience is. If you have a couple of different audiences, um, it's not the end of the world. You know, you have a couple of different ideal client personas, if you will. Um, just make sure that you spend some time going through them and, and understanding who those audiences are and then create content specifically for those audiences once you know them. That makes sense? It, it does. And, and we've done uh, a couple of podcasts and, and you've done some blogging on what we refer to as the MIC, which is the My Ideal Client, right? And, and being able to see, uh, and this is an old sales technique, um, when you know who you're talking to, you either get a picture of them, go to Google and find exactly what you want your ideal client to look like or clients, plural, print off that picture, put it somewhere. So when you're talking on a podcast or when you're, um, you're blogging or when you're vlogging or anything like that, put that picture and talk to that picture. It's amazing how different you're going to sound if you're looking at somebody and talking to that ideal prospect. So number four is um, conversational marketing continues to evolve. And this one is really about making sure that you're building relationships and you're not selling all the time. So if you're, I get it all the time on LinkedIn, people trying to sell me and I, I don't know them, never met them. Uh, we may have just recently connected. Uh, the other one too is that people are sending me mass messages through LinkedIn and they don't realize who I am. So they think I'm somebody else because only a certain type of people would ever connect with them. Um, even though they said yes, or they invited me, do you know what I mean? So they think I'm an advisor because I work with advisors, that kind of thing. So they treat me like I'm a, a financial advisor yep. when I'm not. Um, the idea here is that the best way to meet people these days is to start building a relationship based on you adding value to their life. And if you're trying to sell them, you're not adding any value at all. What you're saying there is, I'm going to add value to your life, but you got to buy my solution or you got to come see me first. You're doing it on your terms. And nobody reacts to that stuff anymore. Um, the only people that would react to that are going to be few and far between, and they're desperate in the moment. And I guess there's still people reacting because I still get these messages. Yeah. I'm guessing somebody must be saying yes if they keep doing it, but I'm guessing that the numbers are very low. And I'm also guessing that they're not going to be ideal people um, necessarily who, who you're going to be attracting. I want to highlight something that's going to be a major focus for us here at, at Top Advisor Marketing, which is this expertise economy. And, and that's where the relationship begins. If you really see experts that are out there, experts get hired to do stuff all the time. They're not selling. What they're doing is they're sharing their expertise, which goes back to, you know, what, what Kirk was talking about, you know, really making sure you have results focused content that you're, um, 
you know who you're talking to. All of these things as an expert is really important. We're going to be fleshing this out a lot more here in 2020 when we're going to be talking about the expertise economy and how can you participate in it. And these eight content marketing trends for 2020, you're going to start seeing how all of this starts packaging itself very, very well into the fact that everybody who's listening to this has a level of expertise, and that's really truly what you need to be positioning yourself as, not necessarily selling. Yeah. So you just said, you know, teaching advisors how to enter the expertise economy. Well, the truth is, is they're already there. You're already, you live and work in the expertise economy. The trouble is that most, most advisors aren't, aren't actually competing, aren't doing expertise marketing. So they're in the expertise economy because that's what you are. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're hired based on what you know, your expertise. And if you can't showcase that expertise in you know this day and age um, before people meet with you, that's a big problem. Yeah. Now, most advisors, that's why most advisors have relied on referrals over the years because that little ounce of credibility that says, yes, so-and-so is an expert, you should go talk to them. That's been the, um, I guess that's been the gateway or, or the gatekeeper for that has been pretty modest. But now that's changed, right? If you want to reach out, uh, if you want to attract people, it's not just going to be as easy as an introduction because there's a lot more that you people are going to want to find out before they even meet with you through an introduction. Yep. So you have to showcase that you're an expert and you have to be doing that consistently uh, by producing consistent and sharing consistently through social media and things like that. So a little convoluted. I apologize. You can tell it's the first podcast we recorded <laughs> in the new year. <laughs> yeah. Now, for me anyway, for me anyway. Well, this next one is interesting because I was doing a little bit of uh, uh, searching online myself. And one of the biggest gifts that were given this year, that was given this year, was things like Alexa's and um you know, these home devices, uh, Siri and, uh, you know, Cortana, whatever the heck all of those very strange names are. But people are really starting to smarten up their houses. And we need to pay attention to that because it's one of the marketing trends, correct? Yes. Two years ago, voice activated search hit 1 billion searches per month. I don't know what it is now. I didn't go look that up. I probably should have. But I'm guessing it's at least 10 times that now, two years later, at least 10 times. I mean, everybody I know has one of those <laughs> except us. Um, but my kids all use voice activated search on their, on their devices. Um, but we don't have, you know, Google, Google, um, or, or, or Alexa in the house, but they, this is a huge deal. So how to, uh, compensate for this is understanding how when you're building content to build in questions that people might be asking you. So advisors might be asking me, uh, asking us, you know, how do I make my content marketing better? So if we're going to apply this um, and, and how we're going to make your content marketing better is we're going to talk about these trends that are happening in 2020 and you want to pay attention to these. That's the first way you're going to make your content better. So that's the idea here is when you're creating content, think about questions that your ideal clients would be asking and make sure they're included in your content. 
as you ask them. You know, one of the most visited pages on everybody's website is the frequently asked questions page. And that's the sort of stuff that you need to use in your podcasts and your blogs. Go back. In fact, we do this from a podcast hosting standpoint. If uh, we have a client who is like, yeah, you know, I kind of want to talk about something different today. One of the first things that our voice talents will say is, well, tell us what you just talked to one of your favorite clients about. And bam, it's right there. Oh, my gosh. Well, they asked me about this. They had a really complex real estate thing that we worked through. Great. You want to talk about that? Absolutely. I love that organic sort of um, podcasting that we can do with the flexibility that we have here, Kirk. But that's what your listeners are going to want to hear. That's what your prospects are going to want to hear is what's happening behind those closed doors and what answers you are, what questions you're answering for your clients. Fair? Yeah. Yeah, except FAQ is usually how do I work with if I'm going to work with you, what are how does that how does that that's usually when FAQ answers if we're going to work together, FAQ um, isn't going to cut it as a, oh, I got to go there to answer questions about what how I want financial, you know, questions I have about financial planning as an example, or questions I have about how to be a better content marketer. So, the, but the idea that people um, go to that part of a website to have things answered isn't any different than thinking about where they need to get questions they have about financial planning answered by going to your podcast button on your page and listening to your podcast or reading your blog posts or downloading a white paper. It's the same idea. They, they understand and can identify with, I have questions, where do I go find answers? When they have questions about want to work with you, they know that they can go to the FAQ section of the website. When they have questions about, you know, uh, should I be, you know, should I be working with you? What do you know? Who are you? Who do you help? What do you know? You know, what do you recommend? What's your personality? Those things can only be answered in the content of your site. Gotcha. So there's definitely yeah. some com comparisons there. Um, so that was number five. Content gets tailored to voice. Um, number six is personalized content gets a shot of steroids. So, um, what this means is that people basically like talking to humans over chatbots. I know this is crazy news. And so what you want to do is give opportunities for people to uh, be able to get to get to know you. Um, a podcast is a really neat because they can kind of hear your personality versus reading. Right. So that's, I'm kind of stretching this a little bit, but there's no doubt that um, the idea of, um, People like talking to humans and listening to people is a big one. Another one is that, and this is more for the big data company, so it's not quite as applicable uh, to our audience, is that if you're if people have information on you when you're a user on their website, they can specifically tailor content that shows up based on your, you know, what you've looked for in the past. So that this one has a lot to do with AI and stuff, but I'm kind of twisting it a little bit to talk about um, how the how the personalization of how you deliver content is important and that you have per content personalized to their needs. So this is, again, a bit, a bit about niche marketing as well. So I twisted the heck out of that one, but um, I think there should be some good learning there. And that is that you uh, always want to make sure that you're providing content that's specific to the people who are going to be visiting that you're, you're trying to attract. Mm -hmm. uh, another one is you want to try to make it as personable as possible. So if you hire 
or buy content from a library, it's not personable. Uh, it's much more difficult. So you want the you want it to be personal and that it feels like it's coming from you, and you want it to be personal and that it feels like it was written just for that person, that specific person that's listening to it. So those are some good. Uh, tips for that one. Yeah, I want to jump in there real quick because I think you touched on something that is a serious trend uh, for 2020, which is real organic content. People don't, and I we've heard this from advisors for, for so long, which is, well, Matt, I don't understand how come my clients come in and they're so concerned about rates of return instead of talking about financial planning. And that's because the canned content that you're sending them is all about the markets. So therefore, you have to change that, which leads us to the next one, because when you're really looking at podcasting, which we're huge fans of, and we would absolutely love for everybody who's listening to this start their own podcast that allows you to start getting control over this artificial intelligence or repurposed content that's not your voice. Kirk, what do you think about podcasts? Yeah, so podcasts keep catching on. Podcasting has grown for over 20, over 15 years now. It's been growing at a 10 to 20% rate every year. So it's a very straight line pointing in the right direction, right up and to the right. <laughs> so... Um, the, the neat thing there is that it's never been trendy, but it keeps trending up. And I think that's a, a wonderful um, example uh, that podcasting is going to be here for a long time. And it's just going to keep getting more important for people. There are a lot of podcasts that have been created. A lot of them die. I think it's 90% die. Don't even get to 10 episodes. And uh, that's one of the things that we've, very excited about here is that we get advisors way beyond um, those metrics. And, you know, we're way over 90% get well beyond uh, 20. So um, I guess that's an interesting thing. If you're going to best practice is if you're thinking about doing a podcast, you should probably get a partner to help you with. Um, if you're going to start one and you, depending on, on your constraints, whether it's time, uh, budget, expertise, um, think about starting one either on your own or with some help, um, but start with one a month. And if you're more serious about it, two a month is really the um, uh, a great uh, a number that, that you can really live with and make some serious momentum with. And if you get really good at it and you want to take it to another level, then you consider doing one a week or four a month. Um, but podcasting is an incredibly versatile medium. We talked about video a little bit earlier. Um, and video can be really powerful. I find that not as many advisors can pull off being good at video, but more advisors are, can pull off being good on podcasting. Um, doesn't mean you don't have to prepare, uh, invest in it, but you can certainly do that. Um, we do have a guide on how to start your own podcast. If you go to topadvisorm.com, and you go to our Influencer Academy, click on the podcasting category, you'll find that uh, guide. I think it's 29 pages. Um, we wrote it a little over a year ago, but still highly relevant content in there. And um, that'll help you get going. If you want to talk to us about helping the podcast, then you can find Matt and I pretty easy uh, on LinkedIn is the best place uh, or our website. Um, so podcasting, you know, you probably wonder why, why is podcasting uh, catching on so much. I already talked about its versatility. Um, it can be affordable. You can um, have success doing it. 
you can, I think one of the most powerful things about a podcast is how you can turn a podcast or an audio file into all kinds of small, socially, more socially consumable content. And so you can create a lot of, with one audio file, you can create, you know, up to like 10, 15 pieces of content that now you can fill up your social calendar with it. And that's one of the most important things about social media that advisors have really failed at is having authentic, good, interesting, diverse content for their uh, social media streams. And that is the, the, one of the biggest differences in having success or not having success on social media. And so podcasts can uh, be a wonderful tool to multiply and fill up your social media streams with relevant, credible, authentic content. And how many advisors can compete with you if you're doing that? Right, not many because not because uh, most people are buying libraries of content that isn't theirs. Um, typically, they're not uh, spending time to to grab the most uh, niche oriented content or ideal content for their audience. So they're all over the map. That's confusing to people, and or they're not consistent with their social media, which is a huge red flag when people come to check you out on social media, which you know they're going to do. So podcasts play a huge and significant role. Uh, you can do it from the comfort of your office or your home, uh, probably not your car, but um, it's an incredible opportunity. Plus, I'll let you I'll let you go with some of your favorite lines, which is where where people listen to a podcast, Matt. Well, they you they invite you into their home, right? They invite you into their private time. That that's really what podcasts are for. And getting back to the you know my ideal client and really looking at the picture of who you want to talk to. That's think about that person, you know, sitting at home, drinking whiskey, glass of wine, smoking a cigar, sitting in their hot tub on their back porch, watching the sunset, listening to your expertise. That's where people are listening to podcasts. It's so wonderfully intimate. And you get your opportunity, just like we are right now, to have a one-on-one conversation or in this two-on-one conversation with somebody who you like and trust and already feel like you know podcasting gives you that opportunity. Now, Kirk, I'd love for everybody to go to our website, but I think I'm going to ask the team to make sure that they put that podcasting guide in the show notes. Okay. So the eight content marketing trends for 2020 first was results focused content. Second video and live stream three user and search intent, right? So make sure you know what you're talking to and answering the right questions. Um, conversational marketing, which is important. Very, very, very important. Stop selling, build a relationship next. Make sure you're tailoring your content so that smart devices and voice access Activated searches will pick your stuff up. Personalized content gets on steroids, which means you have to get your personality out there. People are going to buy you for you, not just for what you offer as a product or service. And last but not least, podcasts keep catching on, which we have talked about on just about every podcast. What is the final one, Kirk? The last one is a topic, uh, topic. Oh my goodness. Topic focused content to build authority. So uh, what's happening with Google now is that they're looking for websites. Their algorithm is adjusting to to content that has a depth to it. So in other words, if you have an obscure article about financial planning on your site and um, it's a really good article, but you don't have more articles like it for that audience, then it's not going to do as well. I know that sounds like that would have been figured out a long time ago. What I'm trying to say is it's getting even more uh, important 
to have other content that supports the, the, the one or two articles or, or the podcast that you're doing. So in other words, if you dabble in content marketing and you're are not getting it on your site, your Google is not going to give you much credit. So you have to make sure that you're consistently providing content. You need to make sure that you have content that um, fits the needs um, and has some depth for the audience that you want to work with and that there's continuity of terms and audience throughout your website, not just on one page. Because what used to, what, what some trends happen in, uh, with SEO gurus is that they'll find, hey, look, if you want to go over after this audience, let's just do one page here on a website and try to get those people. Uh, the truth is, is you have to be, your whole existence has to be about that audience and that niche, not just, you know, trying to use some uh, SEO tactics on one part of your site over here and something else on the other part, if that makes sense. So Google's getting smarter and smarter all the time at trying to figure out who is the real deal here? Who are really the experts? Who has the knowledge, the expertise to answer the questions that, that Google's client, which is a Google user, is looking for? And the better job Google can do at matching the right people, which means if you're not giving Google what it needs to be able to tell how smart you are, how much you know, and that you're the best fit, you're not even going to show up. And Google is still a great way for you to find opportunities from time to time. If you get one or two clients a year because you have great come up great in Google searches for the right people, that's not a bad thing. You're gonna come up in more searches than that, but you want to, when somebody gets there, you wanna to appeal to the right people, right? You don't want just anybody who searched you and found you. You want people who searched you, found you, identified with you, listened to your podcast, fell in love with you, and said, now's the right time, we gotta to work together. Right, that's what you want your marketing to do. And didn't we just have uh, one of our clients say that 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 actually happened? Uh, it was one that that you guys, well, we had done a brand on, uh, and the client came in. and Do you remember that? I mean, it was kind of a testimonial. Yeah, it, it was, and it was uh, one of our East Coast clients. I don't want to name names, but um, they. What had happened is. Um, Somebody heard about them, approached them, said, "Have you? Um, I'd listened to your podcasts. I'm ready to work together." And then they said, "I, I you know, absolutely love your process. Is exactly what I've been searching for." Which is interesting because how many, how many financial advisors really dive into how they work with people? Either showcase it on their website as a diagram or a page is in our process and actually is anything and it's different and or perceived as better for that ideal audience. And there's a very few I'll say. Um, and then how many people have a pod, how many advisors have a podcast where you can listen to and learn and understand the personality, how much somebody cares, their conviction, how intelligent they are, and whether it's them with the expertise or somebody that hired to write, right? So that, you know, the, the qualification or the confirmation of credibility is huge with, with the fact that they have a podcast and they came in ready to buy. And then they asked them to come to a big client event that they were having. They came in and they, they started doing business actually right there in the meeting. I think they started talking about you know how they were going to start working together. So, I mean, that, 
that's a wonderful sales cycle. And that client had over $10 million. I know because I know these guys have, uh, that's one of their, I think that's their minimum. So I know they had at least that much money. So it's a great opportunity. And that all happened from um, having a podcast, having a solid brand, having a niche audience, uh, having a clear and well-documented process of how they work. Uh, and those are things that advisors should be looking to have. And if you don't have that stuff, ask yourself, how are people finding about you and falling in love with your business? And if, you're, if you don't have people who are in love with your business when they meet you, then the sales cycle is going to be excruciating, right? Um, so, you know, figure this stuff out, the stuff that we're talking about here, um, pay, pay mind to it, some mind to it. Um, as the year started here, already started by the time this gets published and make sure you're, you're addressing these things so that you can grow and keep getting better and finding the kind of people you, you, you love to work with and who love working with you. It shouldn't be that difficult for each of you, every listener, to take a moment, grab a yellow pad or, or your iPad or whatever, and just write down, if you could work with one kind of person, and be as descriptive as possible. Don't just do demographics, do psychographics. What do they do for fun? Do they share your beliefs? Do they like to do the same things you do? People like to do business with people they have things in common with and they trust. And the best way to do that, the, the testimonial that Kirk just gave, you can see right there that there is no one marketing magic bullet. It's a continuation of an entire process. And we've talked about that many times before, which is uh, attract, intrigue, engage, and influence. Those four steps, everything Kirk's talking about gives you the opportunity to do all of those four things to make it so that you're going to engage with the right people, bring in the right prospects, and absolutely kill it in 2020. Closing thoughts, Kirk Lowe. Yeah, I actually want to leave everybody with a resource that we created um, at the end of 2019 called the um, Marketing Cheat Sheet. And that should be on our website. Oh, crap. Sorry. <laughs> have to edit that out. I thought this was it. I'm totally not editing that out. Just so everybody knows, Kirk is on our website right now uh, looking for this. So, hey, Kirk, guess oh, what we're going to do? I clicked on the wrong button. Yeah, there, there it is. is right there. Advisor Marketing Cheat Sheet. We're going to make sure that that's in the show notes. Uh, how many pages is this? It's two pages. Sweet. For heaven's sakes. Can't be nice. any more pages than that or it's not a cheat sheet. Hey, you know what? We say that we're going to do a 20-minute podcast every time and they push 40. So I don't know how long our stuff's going to be. So. Uh, <laughs> All right. So this is awesome. Let's talk yeah. about this cheat sheet. Go, go to Influence. Go to Top Advisor Marketing. Oh, I know. You just said you're going to put the link in there. Yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes, yeah. Uh, but if you all haven't been to the Influencer Academy, um, there's all sorts of magnificent free stuff there. It's in the upper right-hand corner of our website. Please, please, please go. Download everything you can because here's the thing. We would love to help you. But us helping you isn't as important as you helping yourself and you doing the right marketing tactics in order to have the best year you've ever had. You know, it's really interesting. I forgot we had done this on the cheat sheet, but now that I'm here looking at it, um, we, like any good piece of content, once you get a library of your own content, what you can start doing, and you've seen this you know, plenty of times on the internet, yeah, is that you can refer to other things. So 
I, we refer to our microphones are approaching here. I refer to, or we, we refer to the 14 rules of advisor marketing success, which is a podcast we did. And, uh, we, uh, so I'm, I'm sending them to the white paper. We actually did a podcast on it as well. Our branding guide, um, uh, there's a podcast episode here we refer to where we talked about marketing tactics. So there's all kinds of neat things. Um, when you get really good at content marketing, you'll end up finding opportunities where you're talking about something else and you can dial back in other stuff. So cross-referencing. Um, that's another tip for you guys. That's why I brought it up because we're all about you know helping you guys, even if it's off topic, sort of. <laughs> but it's not. I mean, it's it's really one of the things that people can focus on and they can focus on it by making sure that they're being consistent in their message, that they can focus on what they want from their ideal client, everybody listening to this, you have so much more control over who you attract than you think you do. And you can really make sure that you start pre-screening, pre-qualifying all of those people before they ever get to your website. All right, Kirk. So let me tell you a quick, quick story about this cheat sheet. Another one. So yesterday, I'm on a call with a, a gentleman who's been talking to us for about a month and a half to two months about working with us, <clears throat> waiting till the new year. Um, for his financing and to be in place to to <clears throat> budget for working with us. And in the middle of our conversation yesterday where he was asking me some questions about the proposal, and he said, you know, I, I got your cheat sheet over the holidays. I had some time and I was going through that. He said, I absolutely loved it. And he said, it reinforced for me how many really important things that I know I need to have done that you guys can do for me. And it was a wonderful um, you know, a moment for uh, just another moment in so many of them where you recognize that the consistent marketing that you do, even if somebody's already ready to work with you, it keeps moving them forward. Um, or, or, or either moves them forward or tells them they're not ready for you yet. And, and, and the, not ready for you yet is a really, really important thing to know. Right, because if you start and stop with people, it can be a really cumbersome thing. Sorry. Um, so make sure you know never stop marketing and producing content because it's always working to your advantage. Now we've got this cheat sheet. Now the next person that comes, it's not a nurture thing for them. It's a oh, this is pretty interesting. And now that if they come into this, they might go back to my white paper they might go back to our website something like that <laughs> somebody really wants to get me here anyway um i'll um that's that's it for today okay so i'm gonna have a, just a, a quick quick closing thought here which is if a lot of stuff that Kirk talked about today is very high level stuff. And, and we do not expect for each person who's listening to this podcast to do all of the research on seo we do not want you to figure out every single solitary keyword that you need to put in your LinkedIn profile. The fun part about it is there are people out there that can do that for you. So you stay in your lane, you be the best advisor you can be, 
and you hand off the other stuff to other people. There are other people in our space. If you don't want to work with us, if you think Kirk Lowe and I are just a bunch of schmucks, then you know what? Work with somebody else. But here's the deal. Work with somebody. Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach, one of my biggest heroes uh, in the world, says you don't want to think about how you get things done anymore. You want to think about who can do it for you. And I want you to think about that in 2020. When you're touching something and you're like, gosh, I'm just not great at this, but I bet you I could find somebody who is great at this. That should be one of your biggest focuses. And these eight things that we talked about today can help you succinct, clearly and succinctly communicate your message to the right people in the right place at the right time. So if you have not subscribed to the podcast, I have no idea why you haven't done it yet. So please, dear God, just click that subscribe button. If you know anybody who should listen to this podcast, it's really easy to share it. Hit that share button. If you have any topic ideas or guest ideas, all you have to do is email me, Matt, at topadvisorm, that M is for marketing.com. I'd love to have a quick conversation with you about what you want to talk about, what they want to talk about, or what you want us to talk about. So for everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.